0: Hello and good morning, faithful listeners. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Bible Explained Podcast. And I'm so excited that you chose to tune in on this lovely, lovely Friday morning to discuss the scriptures with me and to share a cup of coffee with me also. So tell me what you are drinking. I actually went out to dinner with a friend a couple days ago. And it was very funny because we both ordered coffee for with our meal and my friend, like put so much creamer in it she used up the entire like container of creamer that was like sitting on the uh the table there and she put it like all the sugar packets in it too and i'm just like that's not even coffee like what are you drinking there and like the coffee that she made out of it was white it was white and i was like how do you drink that garbage and she's like, I love it. How do you drink that garbage while well, I'm like holding my cup of completely black coffee? I don't put anything in my coffee. I like the taste of the unadulterated, delicious coffee that I have. <laughs> so tell me what color you like your coffee to be. Do you like it white? Do you like it medium brown? Do you like it dark brown or do you like it black? I'd love to know what your favorite color of coffee is and uh, why you like it that color also. For me, I like my coffee a nice black because I never really had creamer when I first started drinking coffee and so I just got used to drinking it black and I discovered how much I liked it because I really enjoyed the smell of it and I just started drinking it because it was tasty and delicious. But tell me what color of coffee you enjoy and why you enjoy that color of coffee. But let's go ahead and grab our cups of coffee. And if you're one of those crazy tea drinkers out there, then go grab your cup of tea. But let's go ahead and enjoy God's word here. We're going to be talking about Deuteronomy chapter 21, verses 15 through 17. Now, if you didn't listen to Wednesday's episode, I absolutely recommend going back and checking that out because we talked about polygamy. And if polygamy was not a sin in the Old Testament times, because it talks a lot about polygamy in the Old Testament, a handful of occasions, and it also mentions some men that were patriarchs that had multiple wives. But if you didn't check out that episode, I recommend going back and checking that out. But I will be referencing it quite a bit in this episode as well. But friends, let's go ahead and read Deuteronomy twenty one verses fifteen through seventeen today. I'll be reading at the WEB version of the Bible. If a man has two wives, the one beloved and the other hated, and they have borne him children, both the beloved and the hated, and if the firstborn son is hers who is hated, then it shall be in the day that he causes his sons to inherit that which he has, that he may not give the son of the beloved the rights of the firstborn before the son of the hated, who is the firstborn. But he shall acknowledge the firstborn, the son of the hated, By giving him a double portion of all that he has, for he is the beginning of his strength. The right of the firstborn is his. So any number of people I'm sure reading this would be like, yep, God allows polygamy. It's not a problem because he's talking about it here. And also it's fine to hate your wife. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so if you guys didn't catch Wednesday's episode, I talked a lot about why polygamy was a sin from the very beginning of time and how it remains a sin. And there was never a time period where it was not a sin, even though some people like to claim that it was fine in the Old Testament times for people to have multiple wives. However, Once a sin, always a sin. I don't believe that when Jesus came down to earth, things just automatically became sins that weren't sins before. That just is illogical. So if polygamy is in fact a sin, which we have established based upon the New Testament that it is, because Paul basically says that uh, one wife is the way to go and one husband also is the way to go, then we know that in Old Testament times, It was, in fact, a sin to have multiple wives. However, because of God's mercy, he was gracious towards sinful people. And multiple wives at this time period would have been very uh, commonly accepted. This was not out of the norm. And this is another example of God meeting the people where they're at. God, you know, giving grace to very sinful people. And even Jesus mentions in the new testament that part of the reason why god gave some of the laws that he gave people was because people were so insanely stubborn so for example the divorce law that is mentioned in the old testament people took that in the new testament like the pharisees took that to mean that god was totally okay with divorce and you could divorce your wife left and right and marry a new wife whenever you wanted and it was totally okay but then jesus is like no the reason God allowed divorce in the Old Testament was because people are stubborn because they have hard hearts. This is another thing I think that God was accounting for the hardness of people's hearts. These verses that we just mentioned right here, verses 15 through 17, and you can see the hardness of people's hearts even by the, the language of this verse. If, uh, if first and foremost, If a man has two wives, the one beloved and the other hated, I mean, (laughs) yeah, that's not a good situation, is it? We know of a situation in the Old Testament where that happened and there was all sorts of serious problems in that marriage. And that was the patriarch, Jacob. And he had two wives. One of them was hated. One of them was loved. His first wife, Leah, It actually says in scripture, God saw that she was hated by Jacob. Leah was hated by Jacob. And because Leah was hated, God blessed her with tons of kids. He blessed her with with children that would love her because she was hated. Now, Rachel, on the other hand, the beautiful and loved wife of Jacob, was not blessed with children as much. She was eventually But that was because she was not hated by her husband. But regardless of that fact, Jacob had two wives. He hated one. He loved another one. And that entire situation was garbage from the beginning. It was terrible for everybody involved. It was terrible for the loved wife. It was terrible for the hated wife. Because what wife wants to share her husband with somebody? And let's just think about this. Even if you were the loved wife in that situation, I'm talking to you ladies out there listening in. Even if you were the loved wife in that situation, you still know that your husband has another wife. <laughs> there was a ton of jealousy happening in the situation where we see that with Jacob. These two wives were constantly battling it out with each other, constantly battling it out. There was a lot of jealousy happening and a lot of misery in that Um in that family but god is taking into account the hardness of people's hearts when he gives this rule and he's saying here that if a man has two wives one beloved and the other hated and they have given him children both the beloved and the hated i mean this is like strong words that god is using here and if the firstborn son is hers who was hated then it shall be in the day that he causes his sons to inherit everything he has he may not give the son of his beloved the rights of the firstborn before the son of the hated who is the who is the actual firstborn this is exactly actually what jacob did and honestly this might be why god put this rule into place was because of jacob and all the serious problems with favoritism that jacob had like with his family because this is truly what jacob did he uh He had two wives, he loved one, hated the other one, and he loved the son of his loved wife. And he treated Joseph, who was the the firstborn son of his loved wife, he treated Joseph with like so much respect and like gave him all these beautiful gifts, gave him the coat of many colors that we hear about in Sunday school. And he had so much favoritism towards Joseph that he estranged his other sons And in a sense, he provoked his sons to extreme anger to the point where his other sons couldn't handle having Joseph around. And they ended up selling Joseph into slavery. Now, of course, God ironed it all out in the end. Joseph became the second in command of all of Egypt. Egypt had a booming period of time where they became very successful because of Joseph. But if Jacob had not done that to his sons, if he had not shown favoritism towards Joseph, he wouldn't have provoked his other kids to this extreme anger. And I'm not saying that it was fully Jacob's fault that the sons did this terrible thing to Joseph. It's not completely because these sons also had a choice of their own to make. They could have chosen not to do this to, to one of their brothers. But Jacob did play a role in allowing that to happen due to his favoritism of one of his sons so god is nixing this and he's saying that you don't favor one son just because you love that wife better you don't favor her son as compared to the other in fact the son of the hated who is the true firstborn and i mean we can go into firstborn um rights again basically the firstborn was the the son that would inherit everything and become the next leader of that family and these families were huge for the most part because this would be like all the uh siblings and all the uh you know the the cousins and whoever else was living under that roof the firstborn would be in charge of basically all of them in a way he'd be like the chief so that was the role of the firstborn son He had a huge responsibility growing up and inheriting all of that responsibility. But with that responsibility came basically a lot of possessions from the father. The father would grant the firstborn son with more so that he could actively dole out his duties and then the other sons would be given less, but they'd still be given an inheritance and probably a a decently hefty one. But the firstborn son would get the majority of all of it. But it says here that if the firstborn son is the son of the wife that is hated, that does not give the man the right to completely ignore that son. Because in the end, God is really the one who establishes the title of the firstborn son. So it is not this man's right to decide in his home who is going to be the firstborn son. It says here, he shall acknowledge the firstborn, the son of the hated, by giving him a double portion of all that he has, for he is the beginning of his strength. The right of the firstborn is his. In other words, God established this young man to be the firstborn. It doesn't matter who he was born to. That boy had rights as the firstborn. That boy had value. Whether or not that dad decided to see that his son had value, that son was given value by God himself. And so God is telling this dad here with this hard heart who decided to go out and marry two women, despite the fact that that was not the design of marriage, you better respect the children that I have given you. And he says, you're going to give a double portion to the son that you decide you don't like because that is my inheritance towards that son. We know that everything that we have is what God has given us. Every single thing that we own, everything that you own, everything that I own was given to me by God. Though God gives us control over a lot of it and we can do some things with it and we can do things that we want to do with it, that doesn't necessarily mean that we can just do whatever we want with it without thinking about what God wants us to do with it. Does that make sense? (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I just rambled there. I hope that made sense. But that's kind of my point here is that because God established this young man as the firstborn son, and because God gives this dad everything that this dad has, this dad was supposed to give the firstborn son, who God established, the inheritance. And it didn't matter what that dad thought about him. Now, of course, I like to bring everything forward into nowadays. And you're probably like, how the heck, Jen, are you going to bring this forward? (laughs) I guess there's not a lot of people here in America that have multiple wives and they hate one of their wives and hate that child. But I do know that there are broken families out there. And I do know that there are children who feel very unloved by their their parents. There are too many children who feel unloved by their parents. And there are too many adults who grew up in a very unloving family. And I mean look at this family God is is talking about here this child his mother was hated by the father this father had a very hard heart but yet God was the one who assigned value to this young boy and God assigned value to you also because of the broken nature of this world we're going to have broken families but just because some of you out there listening might be a part of a broken family That doesn't mean that God doesn't love you or that God doesn't place value on you or that, you know, you are unloved by God because God is a good father. Regardless of how your earthly father might behave, God is a good, good father and he will protect you. He will take care of you. Just as he looked at this family situation here with everything we just read and he made sure to take care of of that unloved wife and of that unloved boy. He made sure to take care of them. He's going to take care of you and he sees your broken situation also. And he loves you and he is our good father. No matter how our earthly fathers might act, God is going to take care of you. Alrighty, guys. So I hope you have a great weekend and that you enjoyed today's episode. And if you did, please share it to somebody who you think might need today's message. And also uh, just tell people that the Bible Explained podcast exists. If you would like to help the, the spread of the podcast, and if you like what I'm doing over here at P40 Ministries, then just write a review on one of the podcast platforms that you listen on. Rate it five stars and write a review. That's an excellent way to let more people know that the Bible Explained podcast exists. And it's thanks to all of you guys that uh, the podcast is doing as well as it is doing. So thank you to everybody who is tuning in. Well, guys, have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. I do hope that you get great weather and that you are blessed to this upcoming week. I'll see you on Monday morning for another episode out of Deuteronomy chapter 21. I think we're going to finish up this chapter on Monday. See you then. Happy listening and God bless.